This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome aboard, Woo Nation Uncensored. I'm Mark Madden, fresh off the love boat. Without further ado, let's bring on the star of the show. He is the 16-time world champion and fresh from the City of Angels. He is the nature boy, Ric Flair. Nate, how was L.A.? Spectacular. (laughs) Well, well, do elaborate. I'm sure within a year I'm going to have a star. (laughs) I'm surprised there's not one already. There should be. <laughs> After the performance I gave him this weekend, there should be two stars. <laughs> no, no, no. When it comes to Ric Flair, it's always five stars. We know that. <laughs> wow, there you go. Excuse me. Now, My it, error. It, it, it's WrestleMania season. The hype is in high gear. It's going to be Brock Lesnar against Roman Reigns. Title versus title. Unification. Winner take all. How big is that, Nate? Huge. Absolutely huge. And the more I watch Brock, as I did last night, man, has he come into his own. I mean, he's always been a hell of a worker. I mean, his interviews are spot on. He's really come into, I mean, he's just playing great. And like I said, we don't pass that word around, but he's great. I I agree. I think he's found a different level as a baby face. And boy, it served him well to not talk for all those years because who knew? He's a great promo. Great promo. And, and, and oozes confidence, which we all know he has a lot of that. Is he a good baby face? Yes. My God. What, what makes him that? <laughs> they need to be able to live up to what they predict and say. Well, let me put it like this. A good baby face never goes out and promises something he can't deliver. It, it just, it, it, you just don't go out, you out there and, uh, and predict something that, you know, nobody predicts anything. I mean, you, 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 you say what you think, you let the people draw their conclusion, but he is so powerful right now as a babyface. He may be, uh, if he worked full-time and you know elected to spend more time, he could be at the same level 
in another year if he stays like he is now that Steve was as far as being over. Wow, that that's incredible, but that's a valid comparison. I I, I, I actually think that. No, I I agree, and I think I, I, coach- I'm not comparing anybody to Steve Austin ever, but uh, in terms of uh, charisma and the way he carries himself, and he's so authentic that he could be that 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 the key to Steve he was authentic. He was Steve Austin. He is that who that's who he is. They now, still Steve Austin. Well, we're, we're going to talk about Steve in just a little bit because there's some rumors flying uh, about him. But uh, these are two big stars and two big guys physically, Brock and Roman. WWE is getting back to being bigger, it seems. Is that a good thing? I didn't know they never had been, except on NXT. Well, yeah, but you, you had guys like, I mean, Seth Rollins isn't a huge guy. There have been, you know, major players. The Miz isn't a big guy. Uh, there have been major players who haven't been necessarily, you know, their traditional big, big guy. Yeah, there have been, but they're for the over for, for every for everyone. It's not what, what what you deem big. You've got Randy Orton, who's still the best. Um, I mean, McIntyre is a big guy, an incredible physique. Um, yeah, the the main the, the main. I would say that 65 or 70% of the roster is bigger guys. See, I never would have class. I would never been a classified as a big guy. Well, I know, but you had a lot more than just that. No, obviously. no, I, I realize that, but I'm saying what, what, what is big and what's small. Does that make sense? Oh, no, Shawn, no. Shawn Michaels, the greatest of all time, was not a big guy. Yeah, I think there's a certain level of performer like you, like Shawn Michaels, like a few others. That, that transcend size. You forget that they're not giants because they they present themselves as giants. And I, I don't know. I mean, Randy's not small by any means. Randy's got to be like what six two. Randy Orton is six foot four. Yeah. So he's he's a he's a tall guy. He's a built guy. I mean, he's yeah. a big guy. Yeah, and he gets better every time I see him. Fantastic. Now WWE uh, going bigger and being bigger is in contrast to AEW, who has a, a smaller type of worker. Do you think that's a coincidence? Is Vince trying to kind of put that out there? You know, I, I, no one's going to want to hear this. I don't think he looks at AEW. Really? I mean, they got Cody, which we'll talk about, but but you don't think that's a consideration in his mind? No. Do you think I, he ever? I, do, you, do you think he ever considered WCW back when? Oh, of course, because WCW, there were some things that took place that just shouldn't have happened. Um, but it's all forgiven. <laughs> We've discussed that before. Now, now they're going to unify the titles in WWE. Uh, Brock and Roman, it's winner take all. Does unifying the titles mean anything? Is that a big deal in this era let, of let, wrestling? Let me explain my comment. Sure. If, Roman, if Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar had signed with AEW, Vince would be watching. But but they didn't. They didn't. No, that, that's fair enough. I mean, if, Vince, if, if, if Charlotte signed with AEW, if Sasha signed with AEW, they'd be watching. Well, getting getting back to my last question, Brock and Roman unifying the titles, does that mean anything in this era to unify those two belts? Oh, to me, it does. I've always thought there should be just one world champion, but it's yeah, hard to. It's hard to have two brands. So, if this is if if the implication is that they're going to have just one champion, and I don't know how how they'll do that, because they've had this two title 
this two title uh, situation successfully for years. So I don't know. Uh, I just think it raises the stakes of the match and makes it more important. And obviously, the winner of that match, you know, it's going to be it's, it'll be a historical moment because they haven't done it in a long time. Yeah, I think it's a big deal too. And I'm with you. I wish there was only one world champion. And I know they're doing the brand split, but but you see guys cross over and girls too from SmackDown to Raw all the time. I kind of wonder if it's not time to go back to being just one brand again, especially as they're not running house shows. It used to make sense when you could have two house shows, two different brands on the same night, but they barely run house shows at all anymore. I I, I, I didn't know that they'd cut back. I, I, I lose track of where Charlotte goes, but um, they're just four or five, getting back to what I said, four or five major players that would cause Vince to watch AEW. Now, uh, I want to talk about uh, your friend, The Undertaker. It's been announced that he'll be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. That's obviously no surprise, but it's going to be a big, big moment, isn't it? Huge. It's going to be a Steve Austin Undertaker special. It's probably the two biggest induct. It's I, I can't I can't say which one um, will, will go down in history as being the biggest, but I can't think of any two bigger stars. And I, I'm very close. To both guys, I um, I text Taker. I actually saw him three weeks ago in Houston, and I, I mean, I knew it had to come sooner or later. But it's a huge, that that his induction is worth the. I mean, it just makes WrestleMania even bigger, and 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 you know, it's like when I watched Austin Vince inducted Austin, and man, when Vince started going down the the accolades and what Steve had accomplished, the money he drew, the box office record he set. You know, I didn't discuss merchandise, but God, we know the answer to that. You can't turn on a show where Austin 316 isn't someone wearing it. Good for him. Um, so, but the same applies to Taker. I mean, you know, it just, he, he, he meant, he, he meant, he means so much to the, to their brand and to the, and to the company. Now, Undertaker debuted in WWE in 1991. You were with the company during Undertaker's early days. When you first saw the gimmick, what were your thoughts initially? Did you think it would be big? Absolutely. My first trip to Europe with them, I knew it was big. They had a thousand people standing in line dressed up like Undertaker. Now, was it the gimmick or was it the man, Mark Calloway? What made the Undertaker work? The man, Mark Calloway. What made the gimmick great? The man, Mark Calloway. He lived it. He worked it. He very rarely changed it around. He, he I mean, it just, he never had a bad match. I can't remember ever seeing him have a bad match. And he worked like a kid that went, you know, diving over the top rope. He was <clears throat> 300 pounds, six foot 10 or nine, and diving over the top rope, you know, like Ray Mysterio. So you tell me, how great is he? Oh, no, no doubt in my mind. And uh, Walk, walking the top rope and all that. I mean, come on. He made he made me in 2000 in uh, WrestleMania 18. Well, talk about that match, WrestleMania 18. That's one of your great WrestleMania moments. That's one of the great WrestleMania moments. Frankly, Nate, I think you were already made by then, but uh, but what a no, great moment no, that I, was. I, I was. I was drowned in self-confidence issues. Okay, well, go on. Talk about that. No, I just, I never, 
Mark, I never got over. Even to the day I retired with Sean, I never got over not self, it's hard to explain. Self-confidence is something you have to, I mean, I just couldn't get myself to be the best I could be. And, and then when I realized I could be that person because I didn't have any physical injuries, I just, I, 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 I'd go back to the locker room and say, God, have I just been that guy? that I was the last five minutes of the match. It's, it's impossible to explain. Watch my 30 for 30. It says it all. What do you remember most about that WrestleMania 18 match with The Undertaker? The whole thing. It was a fabulous night for me. Now, Undertaker... I, I knew, I, the, the, the favorite part, which I've told the story before, is when he threw me in the corner and I missed the flip. <laughs> and he backed me up and said... Can you make it this time, kid? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 20 years older than him. Can you make it this time, kid? But the minute he got my flipped, he gave me the boot in the face. I got the blood. I was ready to go. <laughs> Soon as, the sooner I can get to the blade, I'm, I'm good to go. <laughs> are, are you ever going to blade on this podcast? Do you think that occasional will I, ever I might, arise? If, if, if we, uh, someone tweets and they want to see me blade, boom, I'll do it. Oh, God, don't say that. Don't say I'm that. Kidding. Now, uh, Undertaker never broke character, never did insider interviews, no. never let anyone from the outside on the inside. That's so rare today, Nate. And how valuable was that in building his brand? It was everything. It was everything. You know, I, you know and then, you know, he got to the point where he just wanted to try something else because he was bored. You know, sometimes you feel like you're, you've been doing something so long. In, in one character, you wanted to try something, and the biker gimmick was great. But um, because whatever whatever a guy with that kind of skill has is always going to be great. But um, you know, it went right back to being the Undertaker, and I mean, I've, I've followed it closely. Yeah, I feel like he and I are good friends, um, which is hard, which is a very hard uh, statement to make in the business after twenty. 20 some years, but um, I just, I, I, I have nothing but respect for the guy. Michelle's cool as can be. And he's, he's, I feel like he's really at peace with himself, which is really hard to find. So when you've had a long career, it's hard to go home. You were part of his winning streak at WrestleMania, and that was great because it was organic. People didn't even realize there was a streak until it was of relatively significant length. That was a, a pretty good uh, thing for him to hang his hat on, wasn't it? Oh, God, it was everything. Every year. I think people just, they just anticipated another great match, another great opponent. Was it the right thing when Brock beat him? I, I don't know how to answer that. If he had to lose, Brock would be the guy to lose to, I'll put it like that. I think that's fair. It's like when Goldberg finally lost in WCW. I yeah. would not have beat him for quite some time longer. Who, who do you lose to? They did the cattle prod finish. Remember, he lost to, I think, Kev, I think Kevin Nash beat him when Scott Hall hit him with the cattle prod. Yeah. I don't remember for sure, but um, yeah, Bill could have gone on forever. Now, uh, one thing about The Undertaker's gimmick, Nate, is now that he's out of the business, at least, you know, in terms of in-ring, Whenever I hear him talk, it's weird to hear him talk. 
That's how long it was until you heard the guy talk. You always saw him in character. When you heard him talk, it, I mean, for you, it's different because you knew him. You saw him backstage, but it kind of rings funny to an observer like me. Um, I, you know, I, I, I've only heard him talk a couple of times. I, I know he was on Joe Rogan, where I guess apparently he said the guys today were soft. <laughs> he can get away with saying that. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're not going to say they're soft then? No, I don't. I don't. No, no. It's just first of all, nobody's soft in our business. It's a different time. Does that make sense? Yeah. The mark mark has been where I've been. You know, fifty bucks a night, three thousand miles a week, and that. Not to mention all the other hardships that go along with it. You know, you sacrifice family, you sacrifice everything. Mark has done that. So that he that's he speaks from a from a side of the business that he knew as I knew even alone twenty years before he did, which was even more insensitive. So it's not that anybody is soft; it's just that we like to think that we, we I think in our minds we say could those could these, could these guys have done that? Now Roman Reigns and the Usos I know could have done it. My daughter I know could have done it because they would have their love and their passion and the Samoan people are just incredibly tough mentally, physically. Roman's dad did it. I mean, uh, it, you see what I'm saying? It's just, you, if you grow up in the old school mentality, Randy Orton could have done it. His dad, I mean, Randy's third generation, my God. It just, you don't know that at NXT, I don't know that everybody could do 500 free squats, run two miles, do 250 push-ups and 250 crunches and then jump off a hayloft uh, under the ground. It's a hard I think, ground. I think Steiner's kid could, but I I, I feel you. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not saying he couldn't, <laughs> but, but what he, it's, not, it's not that he couldn't, but what do you want to? Right. Well, who, who wants to drive 3,000 miles for $50 and eat hard-boiled eggs? <laughs> Pickled. Yo, it's Mark Mann from Woo Nation Uncentered. Listen, we're all adults. Some of us like to use nicotine to relax, focus, or just unwind. Lucy Nicotine is a company that was created to help nicotine users find a cleaner option and feel better about the ways they consume nicotine. Their latest product is Slim Nicotine Pouches, which contain pure synthetic nicotine and provide the same satisfaction that nicotine users expect without any tobacco at all. Lucy Slim Pouches use the newest technology for synthesizing pure nicotine in the lab. I'm talking none of the tobacco, all of the nicotine satisfaction. Lucy Slim Pouches include both coconut oil and gum base to provide a soft, fluffy texture that enhances the flavor and doesn't dry out your mouth. They come in three strengths, four milligrams, eight milligrams, and 12 milligrams, and three exclusive and delicious flavors, spearmint, mango, and cool cider. My uncle Jesse uses Lucy products. They work. They do what he wants them to do. He likes the spearmint and he goes big. 12 milligrams. Tell him, Nate. It's 2022. Don't compromise when you're choosing your nicotine products. Go with the newest tobacco-free options from Lucy. 
The Ric Flair Show. Listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code FLAIR, F-L-A-I-R, to get 20% off your order of Lucy Slim pouches or any other Lucy products. That's lucy.co and use your promo code FLAIR, F-L-A-I-R, at checkout. Also, I got to give this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains non-tobacco nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co, and be sure to use that promo code, Flair, F-L-A-I-R. Now, the Undertaker's ring entrance, I think, uh, is one of the best of all time, maybe the best. How much did that help his character? Well, everything enhanced his character, but at the end of the day, it was him. He did it. I mean, just, just the way he had, took off his hat, I mean, every, the whole thing. If you think about it, you just micromanage the whole entrance. The entrance is spectacular, but it's the way he walked, the way he carried himself, taking off the hat, you know, putting it on top of the, when he wrestled Roman, putting the, the uh, his, 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 his uh, uh, coat on, putting it down, putting the hat on top. I mean, incredible. It just, it, I, I don't have the words to say. It's entirely different than Steve's, where Steve was power walking to the ring, bam, bam, you know, Killing everybody along the way. Um, he just, he, it was an entirely different kind of entrance, but equally as spectacular. Did you micromanage your entrance? I felt like you did too. I did somewhat, but the, see, the fans could get to us a lot more. <laughs> where you can't really, when the fans are eating you from the time you walk out the door to the time you get to the ring, and you're, hope, you're trying not to get punched, it's kind of hard to, <laughs> to be. <laughs> That makes sense? Yeah, no, for sure. I, I think you've done fine, though. Now, we're going to talk about Taker a lot more in the weeks leading up to his induction and in the weeks leading up to WrestleMania. But but let me ask now, how much does the WWE Hall of Fame mean? It's not random, but it's not voted on either. But still, it seems like the highest honor a wrestler can get. Absolutely. I, 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 you know, the, the problem is that it, to me, I was, a, you know, a, it's hard for me to say the biggest moment of my life. That weekend was the biggest moment of my life. And that's not taken away from Harley or Terry or anything like that. But, I mean, you just to see the people in the audience that really genuinely care about you, the fans that generally care about you, um, it just... It's hard to imagine, and then you walk away, and what'll be, what what's what the difference is for me? I, I had I left the business altogether. Mark will always be part of the business, and he'll always be a, you know, a featured attraction when he went, you know, when when called upon. They end up, the Hall of Fame for me was the end. For him, it's just another great uh, tr- tribute to a great to a great wrestler and a great guy. Does any other Hall of Fame mean as much? No. If it, 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 it's just the way Vince runs things. He makes it a spectacular day, and this will be even more spectacular. It doesn't matter who else they induct this year. They're going to remember Mark. It would be good, I think, if there was a physical Hall of Fame. Don't you, like baseball has, like hockey has, where you could see I, I, plaques sure- and memorabilia? 
I'm sure there will be someday. I'm sure there will be someday. Um, that's all. That, that's all we have to remember ourselves by. Heck, they could have a Ric Flair Hall of Fame. They just have to get contributions from all your ex-wives. That exactly. At least you know where it was then, right? <laughs> I know where all, all the stuff is now. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, the Wrestling Observer Awards are out. That's Dave Meltzer's newsletter, and Kenny Omega won the Ric Flair Award for Wrestler of the Year, which you won eight times. That's why it's named after you. Do the Observer Awards mean much to you? Only about a thousand people vote, but they they still carry some cachet, it seems. Absolutely. It doesn't matter how many voted. It's an award. And Dave Dave Belzer, whether you like it or don't like it, is still very relevant in the in the in the minds of all the wrestlers. And that's not going to change. Dave's been around a long time. It's like Mark using yourself as an example. So tomorrow, if you walked off radio, who's going to replace you on that show? Somebody would, but but I appreciate you saying well, that. No, somebody would, but so who, so who's somebody? I don't think I'm Ric Flair. I mean, I, I didn't, don't. I didn't. It's not a question. It's who's going to replace you? I I know what you mean, Nate. Well, and like a guy like you is going to live forever based on his accomplishments, and Kenny Omega as well. I I think awards like this are a reminder of that. I I think the man matters more than the award. And I'm sure you'd agree with that. The funny thing about Kenny winning, and I'm not disparaging him winning, he barely wrestled this year. But then again, that's the business now, isn't it? I mean, the schedule isn't nearly like it was. No, it's not nearly what it was. But it, it, you know that once again, you, you, it's if you, if you spend a whole bunch of time figuring out what why it shouldn't be the same, you're just you're you're it's it's never going to be the same, but. I, I promised that, that Kenny was happy to get that. Now, uh, our crack producer, Steve Kaufman, who who the show would not be nearly as good without, he just sent me a note. Kenny Omega last year, he only wrestled 32 matches last year. And don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking Kenny. That's a great schedule if you can get it. But boy, you worked 332 some years. That just seems unfathomable 330? How about 393? Well, there you go. Twice on Saturday, twice on Sunday, Mark, do the math. I know. If you if you had wrestled 32 matches, how would you feel today? If I only wrestled 32 matches a year and made the kind of money he's making, I'd probably feel pretty good about it. <laughs> <laughs> I also have to end, top this off by saying Kenny Omega is a, he's a great worker. And oh, great. he's the best. Yeah, and, a, and, a, and a really, really nice man. Yeah, no, I think he's very worthy of the award that bears your name, and I can pay no higher compliment. Thank you. See, I'll, I'll give you an example. They they were, I, I saw somewhere the number of guys that have main, main evented, um, who've main evented WrestleMania the most. I think it's John Cena. I mean, I can't remember who. There's a couple of them that have main evented five or six times, right? So I main evented Starcade 10 times. Does that make any difference? Uh, the, the main event. Well, but, to, but see, in that time frame, Starcade was it. Yeah, so, no. To to me, that's the equivalent of WrestleMania. I think Starcade. No, I, I I know, but that's not that's not the way history will play it down. So, I'm, I'm not I'm not I don't think about it. But when someone tells me that, I didn't even know I made it at ten times. So, when people tell me that, I go, cool. Yeah, hey, but, I, but, I, but 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 it was I was it was, it was my honor to be in that position. 
Nate, I knew for a fact you main evented Starcade 10 times because I've got the scarred liver to prove it. <laughs> I swear, if you took it out and dropped it, it would shatter. Hashtag drinking. <laughs> there you go. Now, uh, turning back to WrestleMania, uh, the card's really coming together. We know about Brock and Roman. We know about uh, Charlotte and, uh, and Ronda, which is going to be fantastic. But Kevin Owens has been insulting Texas in promos, and the rumor is Stone Cold Steve Austin might come back for a match with him at uh, at WrestleMania. Now, uh, I've not talked to Steve. I don't know if you have, but what would you say the odds of that happening are? I I don't know because um, yeah, I know that Steve keeps himself in very good shape. I have talked to him. I'm not asking that question. We probably talk once a month, but um, and I'm not going to ask him because I want to be surprised. But um, I would just hope that 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 Steve goes and sees Doctor Youngblood or whoever. I think that was Steve's surgeon in San Antonio. I mean, it, you know, if it, 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 Edge, you know, Edge was able to come back from a serious, but I don't think Edge's was as serious as uh, Steve's. So. Um, you know, I tell them all that it's hard to believe Austin. Austin retired at age 39. Yeah, he hasn't had a match in uh, since 2003, the Rocket WrestleMania. That's a long time to come back after, isn't okay, it? How many years is that? Um, 19 by my count, but and I'm he, no math he, major. And he was 39, I think. Right. Right, he's so, 57 right now going on 58, correct. So 39 years, right? Correct. What I mean, what if Steve could wrestle until he was in his late forties for sure? I mean, where 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 where, where would the history of the business be now if Steve would wrestle until he was forty-five? Yeah, but but I mean, don't you? Isn't it good to leave him wanting more? I mean, I, I think oh, that yeah, guy yeah. Oh, served no, him no, well. No, I'm just saying, I'm talking about for him. Right. How much money can you have? I mean, and Steve clearly loves the business; he respects it. And uh, there's there's another guy that if he went over to AEW, <laughs> Vince would be watching <laughs> with two monitors. <laughs> well, Nate, if you're looking at it from Steve's perspective, what are the pros and cons of coming back to do this one more time at age 57? The only thing that I hope that he takes into massive consideration with his wife and family is his health. Because he could be part of the show and get been blow the roof off no matter what he does. And I wouldn't want to see him. Kevin Owens would be a great opponent, though. I'll give you, give you that. If there's a guy that gets it in this business, gets it on how to put someone in the position to where he is just incredibly good. Kevin gets how to make guys, not, not make guys, but Kevin gets how to work and be and get the very best out of whatever situation he's in. That, that's my take on Kevin. And, and and Kevin Owen is the guy that is so respectful. If anybody deserves the opportunity to wrestle Steve, it would be Kevin Owen. Yeah, I, I agree with all that, Nate. Uh, he does a great promo. He works strong, but simple. I don't think yeah. it would be overcomplicated for Steve coming back after all that time. It would be stunner versus stunner. You kind of have that angle, too. He's I love it. He's cutting the Texas promos. You're right. It, that would be the perfect guy for Steve to wrestle. Oh, absolutely. But the, the, but asking me how I feel about it, 
it's a decision he has to make with his family. And, you know, you don't ever know till you're out there how it's going to feel. You can practice all you want, but in practice, you're not going full speed. But he, he looks great. He stays in great shape. Steve works out every day. Um, like myself, he has a beer once in a while. <laughs> but that, that wouldn't affect his performance at all. And Steve. God, can you imagine the, the entrance in Dallas, Texas, if the broken glass and boom, you walked out to wrestle? Oh, my God. I won't be, I won't be allowed at the event, but I'm going to get in somehow. <laughs> hey, I already, I already rented a box at AT&T. I was smarter than I was smarter than Nick Khan. I got my own box. <laughs> now, now, uh, Steve didn't really break loose as a superstar until he just acted like himself, Nate. How many guys that have been real big stars are just amplified versions of of their real selves? Hmm. I think that applies to you. Amplified stars? You mean like live their gimmick? Yeah, or 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 their gimmick becomes the way they lived in the first place. I think that's what happened with Steve. Yeah, he just, I, I, yeah, you know, he, well, he was he's such a great worker. I mean, Steve Austin is a great worker. Um, but um, I think it, it. I think the word "great" comes into play a lot easier when you're very comfortable with your character. Using my daughter right now, she has finally, not finally, she's always been great, but now she's she is so confident, and I mean it's a whole different because they finally have established her as a heel and not a tweener. The tweener is really hard to get down. When one day you got to be this, one day you got to be that. Does it make sense? Oh no, and I, 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 I'm, I'm sure she's very comfortable with what they have her oh, doing my now God. as well. It, 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 it's like night and day. She's not a tweener anymore. And Rhonda is a full-fledged babe face. It's going to be, it, it's got to be the main event one night, and it's going to be incredibly difficult. That's the thing now. Who can follow who? That, that, that's the kind of, that's what makes WrestleMania for me. When you have this many great matches, it'll be who can follow who. Now, uh, was Steve the most over guy ever within a, a short time frame? Obviously cut short because of injury? Yes, in my opinion. That's amazing to say, isn't it? But I agree. Absolutely. I, I don't think it's amazing to say at all. <laughs> I don't know. Well, no, no. I mean, from the standpoint, hey, you and I worked with Steve in WCW when he was stunning Steve Austin, when he was mm. Pillman's tag team partner. And I always knew Steve could be way bigger than he was given the opportunity to be in WCW. Absolutely. But when he went to New York and just was himself and just, you know, just burnished what he already was, to see it play out, that was the amazing part. I never doubted it, but but it took a while for us to get a chance to see it, for him to get a chance to do it. Exactly. But that that's, you know, the, the thing that makes Steve so great and what he never quit. He never quit. I, I actually believe like he's like so much like Charlotte. They get up every day wanting to be better. And and Steve has you know dealt with the trials and tribulations, and and he worked those long long seventy eighty day road tours. I mean, Steve paid the price to be great. 
Now, Steve, and you touched on this earlier, Rick, Steve revolutionized the merchandising business in wrestling. He took it to a whole different level, didn't he? Absolutely. Without a doubt. And he designed a lot of his own T-shirts. I did not know that, but I can believe it. Yeah, I mean, he got a bigger cut. John Cena designed all of his. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that leads to a a bigger cut to some degree. Uh, It gets me to thinking, H, what if back, like in the Crockett days, they would have merchandised you the same way? Imagine how how big that would have been. I know I wouldn't be on this show with you right now. I'd be on a yacht. Okay, for one thing, you're on a a boat half the time anyway. (laughs) Not a yacht, though. (laughs) <laughs> and you could and you could never resist doing this show. Come on. <laughs> but uh, now, now Steve was a child of the Attitude Era. Would Steve still have been as big a star without the Attitude Era? And would the Attitude Era have been as big without Steve? The Attitude Era would not been it would not have been nearly as big without Steve. And Steve would have been a big star without the Attitude Era. Without, I don't even have to think twice about that. See, I feel like Steve was the Attitude Era. I, I think that phrase has been used to encompass a lot that happened, but I think he was pretty close to the be-all, end-all. Him and his feud with Vince. Absolutely. I mean, it just nobody saw it coming. It was absolutely phenomenal. As on-air characters, did Vince make Steve or did Steve make Vince? Um, now, that's a tough question. I mean... I don't think anybody made Steve. I think Steve made himself. But Vince was the perfect. I mean, for a guy that never wrestled, never did anything, I mean, Vince had that promo. He has it to, to this day. And and that's a gift. I mean, we all want to think that you just, you're just you able to rattle us off and guys write it down. You've got to feel it. Vince, when Vince talks, you know that somebody drafted it because that's the way he likes to do stuff. But he says it because he believes that's who he is. And the same applies to Steve. I don't care what you, you write down for Steve or give him or what he, maybe he didn't read anything. What, what Steve is saying, he believes. And that's what makes it so good. Now, uh, yeah, I, I thought that, you know, it, it's funny because when Vince became the evil owner, he was great. It'll never be done better. And you know how I know it'll never be done better? Because everybody's tried since then. Absolutely. It, it was it was weird because I loved it when he did it, but what it gave birth to, I wasn't crazy about. How about you? Uh, you mean other people trying to do it? Yeah. Well, there, there's it goes without saying. Nobody's ever, no one's ever come close to being uh, an owner with it and being active on the show. Yeah, I, I mean, I, think- I mean, I mean, Stephanie brought a lot to the show too. Myself, I mean, I, I still like. Uh, what were they called? Stephanie and Hunter. Um, the Authority. <laughs> I thought that was great. Stephanie McMahon is one of the top 10 best heels in our business. Oh, no question. No, no, no. question. When Stephanie wants to get her shit on and fucking turn it on, Stephanie McMahon, I swear to God, is one of the best heels in the business. I use this extra all the time. You're killing me. <laughs> She is, she is something special, man. When the moment for intimacy arrives, you need to be ready. Roman ready. Whether you've been in a relationship for years or are just getting started, having the confidence that comes from preparation means you're free to enjoy the moment when the moment comes. Even though you are far from ordinary, 
The truth is that ED is really common. In fact, 52% of guys aged 40 to 70 experience some form of erectile dysfunction. Go to GetRoman.com slash Flair right now to speak to U.S. licensed healthcare professional about erectile dysfunction and get $15 off your first month of treatment. ED is more common than most people think. In fact, 52% of men, can you imagine that? Between the ages of 40 and 70, who will be 73 will experience some form of ED. The benefits of ED treatment can help you reconnect your partner and rediscover the joy of sex. Roman Ready is confidence personified. It is a self-assurance that comes from knowing you prepared yourself for the moment when intimacy arrives. That's Teletum Nation. Roman system is completely confidential and totally discreet. No big logos on labels or packages. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash Flair today. And if you're prescribed, get 15 bucks off your first month of ED treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this fall. Roman ready. Woo! Now, uh, I, one more thing about Steve. You know where I thought Steve's real persona shined through for a little bit in WCW? Do you remember when he came with you on Flair for the Gold, your talk show? Yeah. Him and Pillman. I thought yeah. that's one of the great TV segments of that era ever. What do you remember about that? Oh, it's great. They were basically telling me and Iron we were done. <laughs> which, which, behind the scenes, Bischoff was trying to make happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched that back on YouTube the other day. Uh, I, I, I remember when Austin said, Rick, I love you. You're done with the place. You got that big old stuffed bear in the corner. And Pillman yeah. goes, careful, Steve, that's double A. <laughs> yeah well hey great times great places great memories now if you can bring steve back for mania you should you got to that's a no-brainer but does that in any way diminish any of your current talent if you feel like you always got to bring back the old guys well for first big of events? All, but this is not the situation at all wrestlemania will sell out with or without steve austin being right Right. But if they want what they're trying to do now is blow a number on Peacock that'll be heard around the world by Brad and Steve. Oh, that's a good point. It, yeah, it's absolutely. I mean, just that, just it, Steve will be down there. He's going to break the glass. He's going to walk out there. I mean, that the, the, the sound effect and whether he's cutting a promo or wrestling, it's going to be huge. Everything Steve Austin does with the company is huge. Now, you hear rumors of another big surprise at Mania besides Austin H. Uh, who could that possibly be? I, I mean, we'd both be just guessing here, but who could live up to that hype of being a big surprise to stand alongside Steve Austin? Stand alongside him or wrestle him? No, no, not wrestle him, but be, be on the same card where Steve is, is the surprise to wrestle Kevin Owens. Just a name from the past, you mean? Yeah, I mean, whether Rock, Cena, whoever. It would have to be Rock. But I don't think it's going to be. I think they're going to save Rock for when he wrestles Roman Reigns. I think that's that's Rock's big blow-off at some point. Well, the, he did ask me who I thought it would be in terms of being equally as big as Steve. There's only one person that could be out, and it would be The Rock. No, no, that's the point. You made it. I mean, that 
maybe they should just stick with Steve and save whatever for later on down the road. Yeah, I, I don't know, but if you're asking for someone that can stand out there and and, and get the kind of uh, reaction, it would be uh, definitely be Dwayne. Now, the Rock against Roman Reigns at some point would be huge, wouldn't it? See who the real tribal chief is. You got the storyline, you got the Rock, who is such a big star that transcends wrestling. I would love to see that happen, and I bet we do someday. I, I hope so, because it's another one of those things that that people have talked about for years, and when it finally happens, it, it's big. It's, it's kind of like everybody talked about me and Hogan for years. It didn't happen, but I, you know, it did later on, but not at WrestleMania level. So, you know, you know, you give Roman Reigns credit all the time, and I and I agree with that totally. Oh, I think he's I, fantastic. You know, it, it took a while. Why did it take so long for him to finally break through? But when he broke through, he broke through so big. Um, you know, I don't know well enough to, to have that explanation of that. It just, it, 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 it doesn't happen day one. He's been the handsomest guy, well-built. I mean, he's got everything going and all of a sudden, two years ago, it just, maybe what he'd been there. I mean, he's always been good, but then one day he got great. And I thought he did a hell of a job with Bill um, at the um, Elimination Chamber over in uh, over Saudi. In Saudi, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, that, I, that that match didn't hurt anybody. And, no, and, 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 and I mean the way they did it, and and it was safe, and nobody was complaining. And Bill looked like a million dollars. I mean, shit. Bill looked his body. Bill's Bill's uh, physique was as good as it was looked as it, as in shape as he did back in. Uh, um, WCW days. Yeah, I think one thing that, that that held Roman back was I thought they waited a long time to pull the trigger on him going heel. I think he's a marvelous heel. I just think he's better in that role. Oh, I do too. But because you know he feels it, and you can tell tell by the way he walks to the ring, he, he's got it. This is where it's at, guys. First of all, he's the handsomest guy in the business in a long time. But he's got it here. Now, uh, the biggest news is that Cody Rhodes left AEW. So did his wife, Brandy. And the rumor is Cody's going to be heading back to WWE. Nate, uh, you and I speculated about this weeks ago, and now it has come to pass. Yes. I'm sure they'll, I'm sure they'll welcome him with open arms. I, I think so, too. What are the pros and cons for Cody? Because my gut tells me it's a good move for him. Oh, I absolutely, there's no way it couldn't be a good move for him. Well, why do you think that? Because he's, he made himself on his own. Then he went to work with AEW, made himself even bigger. And why not bring back Cody Rhodes, son of Dusty Rhodes? It's huge. Why do you think Cody left? Uh, you know, it's, it's maybe unfair to read his mind, but was it creative? Was it money? You hear rumors that him and the other founders drifted apart. What, what's your best guess? I don't have a guess. I just wish him the best of luck and to always hold his head high and remember who he was. You know, I don't know why I'm saying this. It strikes me as something Dusty might have done. Um, no, I just think that, you know, when he left, um, I'm not sure if you call it good or bad terms. I guess he left 
there were some issues over the, of course, the uh, trademark issues and stuff like that, which are always will be. But um, he left, they went out and made it, on his, made it on his own. And then he and Tony hooked up and I, I don't know, I can't, without giving you false information, I don't know why he left. I, I, I swear I could find out, but I, you know, I'll give, I, I heard back from him, we text each other and I just said, you know, be, be who you are. Don't take any shit from anybody. <laughs> that's what I told him. Well, one point you bring up that's very uh, prescient, Nate, is he did make himself. He left WWE after yes. what I'm sure he would think would be a disappointing run. You know, the Stardust character at the end, stuff like that. He did that indie show, which was the birth of AEW. Without yep. Cody Rhodes, there is no AEW. Yep. Before that, he had a good run in Ring of Honor, where he yep. elevated his name and that company. So clearly... He is as self-made as any wrestler I can think of in the last how many decades? Absolutely. Absolutely. And still still just a young man. Yeah, for sure. And, and again, there is no AEW without Cody. And uh, Tony Khan has, has acknowledged that. And I don't think the split was... Tony and, acknowledged that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, in so many words. I don't think the split was amicable, but I don't think it was, you know, I don't think it's a blood feud either. I don't, I don't, I have no idea. Now, uh, well, Cody's... I, I, I'd love to speculate, but I don't, I don't even want to go there. Now, when Cody goes back to WWE, will his past as a character like Stardust hurt him? Will it haunt him? Or will he just be Cody Rhodes, who we saw in AEW? Cody Rhodes. How big will he be right away? How big will they use him? I think big. Because there's a myth that Vince Barry's guys he brings in from competing companies, but there's not much evidence of that, is there? I mean, he didn't with you. Ironically, one example I can think of is you know Dusty. Why, you know why he didn't with me? Go ahead. I, I never buried him. Oh, look that's how, a good point. Look, look how they carried Eric out. Look what they did with the NWO. Yeah. That, that's very, very true. And I was going to bring up Dusty because he didn't he didn't do right by Dusty really. He put him in the polka dots and and had Sapphire with him, but but Dusty kind of buried him, didn't he? Back when? Well, I didn't bury him, but you know the the two things I never did is um, Harley Race used to go out and because <laughs> Harley Race was tough enough to do this. Those plastic champions, those guys that call themselves the world champions. They're just plastic. I'm the world champion. Of course, he was talking to Hulk, right? And then Dusty would go out and say something that that alluded to New York. Does that make sense? Of course. Yeah, it was always that. At the end of the day, you know what he was saying. And Dusty was such a fabulous talker that he could put it together. And it was it was it was smooth, but you know what he was saying. You know, I got to tell you, your imitation. I, 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 I never I never did that. I never said a word. I refused to. Bischoff wanted me to crack on Vince on WWE. I said I absolutely will never do that. Ring of Honor, stand on bullshit with them. They wanted me to get in the goddamn ring and say that they were just big and could compete with the WWE. I said I absolutely will not do that. And I walked out the door. I don't care what story you hear from anybody. That's what happened. 
Now, I got to say, your that, imitation. Oh, that, that was unconditional. I will never crack on the WWE. Do I have issues with people that work there? Yes. But the WWE pulled me from I, my head being shaved, shamed beyond belief for who I was supposed to be in the business. Head shaved, shaved my son's head. Oh, my God. Had to get us both, right? He thought it was the greatest thing in the world because he was 12 years old. But what a way to be left. And that's how they left me. Well, I got to say... That, that, that's history. And that's bullshit. Your Harley race imitation is fantastic. I wish Harley were still around so he could come on the show and you could duel it out with him. Mark, I like the way you're running that podcast. The kids, the rookie, you know, but uh, with your guidance, you probably can have a pretty good show at the end of the day. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping to fulfill Harley's faith in, in both of us, Nate. Uh, hey, now hey, you know how I got the rattlesnake? You no, know, Harley, how'd you get the rattlesnake? I baited him with the right and <clears throat> with the left. <laughs> Here's the best one. Kurt Henning. What do you... <laughs> Hi, Mr. Ace. What do you want to do for a finish? What's your finish, kid? Drop your girl the top rope. I'll move. <laughs> How good was that? That's Harley, Mr. Yeah. Race. I always called him Mr. Race. Couldn't hey, bring myself to. Everybody should have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Now, hey, you brought up. Hey, another thing I'll tell you that was, was huge. Mark was at uh, Harley's funeral, and that, for me, that. Tells you a lot about who Mark, who, who the Undertaker is. Who Mark is, Mark, of all people, out of respect, was right there front row at Taker's funeral, at Harley's funeral with me. Well, I I would say I'll be there for yours, Nate, but you'll probably be there for mine. And either way, I'll be honored. Well, yeah, listen, either way. <laughs> I just hope that I want Wendy to be there, but I don't want any of my other ex-wives. Because <laughs> they'll, they'll all have their hand out. <laughs> How much did you leave? They'll be, they'll be taking the rings off your fingers, Nate, right out of the casket. <laughs> now, uh, get, getting back to Cody, uh, I agree with something you said a bit earlier in a, in a big way. Vince will respect what Cody did after having left. Yes. And, and and use him properly because of it. I think that's the single biggest factor weighing in Cody's favor coming back. Yeah, and let me just say something else. Even when when Cody was doing that thing at Stardust, right? He he, he pulled it off. Does that make sense? Yeah. They gave him something that you know he didn't want to do, and he still pulled it off. It made him even better for it. Hey. It's no worse to be the Black Scorpion for a month. I would not want to see a Black Scorpion feud versus Stardust, that's for sure. 
No. <laughs> then, then, then again, I don't know. Then again, uh, you mentioned before, Cody's a kid. He's 36. He's got a long way to go, doesn't he? Jesus, he's just beginning. You kidding me? He's got a little baby now, a beautiful wife. The world's his. Come on. And it, Michelle, I talked to Michelle, you know, a couple times. Maybe maybe every other month I talk to Michelle. She's got to be so proud. I mean, come on. It's it's funny because you and I both remember when Cody was a real young kid when Dusty would bring him around. Yeah. And now it like it's hard to believe he's only 36 because we've seen him around for that long, but uh, he's still in his prime. Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, we got it right, Nate. We both said there was a possibility Cody was going to go from AEW to WWE. Do you care to prognosticate further? Who will be the next to go? I have no idea, but it won't matter because it's who's first. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Cody got one. Cody got out for whatever reason, but if, no matter who else thinks they're going to jump back in, and they won't bring the value, and I don't care who they got, nobody else over there that'll bring the value of the name Rhodes. That name alone is R H O D E S. It's legendary. It will be forever. So, Cody Rhodes, what the hell? Do you think Vince will? Uh will have enough faith in Cody to make him one of their major champions before too long. Is that in his cards? I don't know. Do you think he's good enough to merit that? Yes. See, I think that if he would bring him in, and, and like I said, first and foremost, if he believes in Cody's quality, which I can't believe he wouldn't do, but I think if you put one of the big belts on Cody, the Universal or the WWE title, I think people in AEW that you might want to get down the road are going to look at that and, and say, okay, we'd get treated the right way up there. I think that would be not only properly recognizing Cody's talent, but would be good to sow some seeds moving forward. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I don't know if they'll give him a major belt or not. Um, he certainly has the talent to pull it off. But I also think that um, I do like the idea of him having to... Um, and I'm sure he'll agree with me. There's a lot of people up there to improve, to impress before you start thinking about being a world champion. Oh, no. I'm not saying overnight, Nate, but I'm saying, you know, down the road. Because he is only, like we said, 36. Oh, no. I'm down the road, I definitely think. But it won't be. I'd be surprised if it was right away. Do you think he'll be on WrestleMania? I, I don't know the answer to that. I think he'll make an appearance. Here's what I could see. I could see him doing a run-in or something like that at WrestleMania and then debuting proper on Raw the next night. That's that's, that's a possibility. That seems that would be a, a good way to do it. To, now, to, to start into a, uh, into a uh, I mean, to, to cause somebody to win or lose and then get into a feud with them, right? Right, right. Now, so Nate's is it, it going to be a babyface or a heel? I would rather ask you that question. What do you think? It's got to be a babyface. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think given... Where he's coming from and what he did when he was there prior, I think it would be better as a baby face, especially initially. Yeah, especially with the name last name Rhodes. Can always turn around later. But he's such a talented kid, he can do everything the baby faces, you know, need to do, drop kick and all that, all the you know, the the shine, everything that that they all do so well at that level. So I think I'd make him a baby face. Did you ever drop kick? Ever try it? 
Yeah, but I had to run five feet to do it. <laughs> Not only once. Who'd you drop kick? Do you remember? Ole Anderson off the apron. I bet he was thrilled. Yeah, wish I'd hit him with a cement block. <laughs> <laughs> What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Christmas is finally behind us, but are you dreading those credit card bills headed your way? Well, here's a pro tip. Don't get stuck making minimum payments in the new year. SaveWithConrad.com can help you get rid of your credit card debt just like that. Oh, and we're going to get you the best deal on a mortgage you've ever had. But how's this for starters? No payments until March. You don't need money out of your pocket or perfect credit. So find out how much money you can save for free right now at SaveWithConrad.com. Can I make a prediction about somebody who I think is going to go back, going to go there eventually? Who? Uh, MJF. Oh, yeah, I, I would assume. I'm predicting MJF because his contract's up. Let me look here. In 2023, about a year from now, he's a Piper disciple. Max is going to feel he has to go there because Piper was there. He's just going to feel he has to do it. And I, even when WCW hit at Big Nate back in the day, a lot of the ex-WWE guys would say to me, listen, WWE still the big show. This is just temporary. And I, I think a lot of performers still feel that way. Absolutely. It, it's, how could you not feel that way? Drive, drive through Dallas next month. <laughs> Come on. Give me a break. Yeah, really. Nothing matches what goes on in an event like that, does it? At any of their events. Saudi Arabia. Come on. You would have thought that that, that show in. So, and how about Lita? God, oh. you got to give Lita a shout out. Holy cow. Standing O after she gets beat. Standing O. Come on. We got to get a Lita Charlotte match one of these days, don't we? Love that. Yeah, God, I mean, um, I, I tell you what, I'm dying to see Charlotte wrestle down the line. And I tell you, to, to me, it'll be, it, it, it'll, I don't know that it'll be bigger than Ronda and her. I, don't, I think Ronda and her is probably the, you know, the, it, it's such a great match right now. But down the road, I think she has to go against Bianca Belair because they may, I think they're probably the two best athletes in the company. Uh, I know Naomi's a great athlete, but and, and uh, um, but I watched Belair last night, Bianca lift the, um, Oh, do drop. Yeah. Lift her off the rope and carry her out and give her a finish. Yeah. Uh, and no. her, her, athlete, her athleticism is, is just phenomenal. Let me tell you an idea I have for Charlotte, too. Obviously, she's wrestled Sasha many times. You know, Sasha's her steamboat, in, in my opinion. Yeah. And there's only so many ways to repackage that. But remember back in Crockett, where once in a while they'd do something like, like Magnum against Nikita, best of seven? Yeah. I'd love to see Charlotte and Sasha best of seven oh, and yeah. spread it out over over well, a, a month of TV. They'll get together again, no doubt about it. The great ones always end up facing each other. Oh, you and Steamboat. I mean, you guys worked again 
When was the last match you guys had? Like 94, something like that? 94. Yeah, like, so you guys wrestled on and off for over 20 years. From 76 to 94. Yeah, 18 years. That's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, people never got tired of seeing the Yankees play the Dodgers, right? Right. Now, Rick, uh, you posted photos of you training, and you looked great. Uh, Who are you training with right now? Boy, look at that. Look at the Nate there. That's unbelievable. Oh, with Rob, um, John Cena's personal trainer. I drive up there every day. Every day? Well, it, it, it depends on my schedule. Like today, I won't be able to go, but um, I get I get up there at least four days a week. Yeah. And and what what makes training with him so obviously effective? Because he's one of the most intense guys. I mean, I've owned you know ten gold gyms in the, in the nineties, as you know, right? And you meet so many people that. Um, have different opinions on fitness and, you know, whether it be diet, nutrition, training, technique, this guy is the ultimate. I mean, Rob is a goddamn machine. He graduated with a master's and um, he was a strength, the strength and training coach at the University of Georgia. Then he ran the combine. I can't remember the degrees because I wasn't that good in college, but <laughs> <laughs> no, he just, he's a master. He's one of these guys that can, push you right here in your shoulder and make your other arm go up. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, that, that no, I no, mean, he's... Or, or push your neck here and it, your glutes loosen up. Well, H, you look, you look terrific. And I, I got to go back and ask, and, and we've talked about this a bit. How did you train every day during your career with the lifestyle you led and the schedule you had to maintain? Because you did. Because it was a way of life for me. I, I got I got in the I got in that rotation and I couldn't break it, and if I did break it, I felt terrible. So at some point in the day, every day I did 500 free squats, 250 push-ups. Every day. Every day. After your illness a few years back, what was the process like to get back in the gym and start training again? Brutal. It took me. Um, Well, I had the stoma for a year, so I didn't do anything for a year. But it, when when the stoma came off, which was that the uh, the bag that was atten- attached to my intestine, I just you know I just said God, I got to get when you when you bottom out, which I did. I mean, that plain bottomed out. My testosterone level was twenty three. I mean, come on, I just had to figure out a way to get to get myself on my feet, and I. You know, I obviously Wendy motivated me, but um, sometimes you got to figure out a way to motivate yourself too. Just you know, everybody can't do it for you. So I just, I just decided, but two years ago to get get going, and and uh, I when I decided to move down here, I decided who better to go with than go by myself or go over to LA Fitness or you know, any, any any of these fitness um, facilities here in town. I just drive up there 45, 50 minutes every day. And and I'm there for an hour and a half or two hours. And I feel like a million dollars when I walk away. Who's the most hardcore wrestler you've ever seen in terms of training? It'd be Backlund or Kurt Angle. Uh, That doesn't surprise me given their backgrounds in in uh, amateur wrestling, uh, expand on that a little bit. What did you see them do that others didn't? 
Well, first of all, I watched Kurt training for the Olympic Games. You tell me. It's, it's the most grueling, you know, wrestling. I mean, to me, the, the wrestling, swimming, you know, sports where it's just, it's in your heart, it's you by yourself. I'm just using those two as an example. Obviously, the choir is great, um, great willpower and, um, oh, just not great willpower, just great inner strength to just keep going every day. I mean, because I'm sure that not every day is perfect for anybody. So you just try to figure out what, what, what's comfortable for you. And then you find someone to help you achieve the goal to push you. When I was younger, I could push myself. Now I need someone to train with, to, to push myself. And, and he's the best. I, I'm, he's the best, best I've ever met. Now, some major names are making major impact on the independent scene. Uh, Jeff Hardy left WWE, and now him and Matt are doing a series of indie shows as a tag team. Yeah. That's a good payday, Nate, and people want to see it. Oh, hell yeah. Why wouldn't it? The Hardy Boys. Christ, they're fantastic. And two really nice guys. God dang it. They don't get any better than Jeff and Matt. If I was a company, I'd be putting them in the Hall of Fame right now, too. Oh, yeah. I, I can't believe they're not already. But I think it's brilliant for the Hardys to do the indie shows. And then after that, Jeff can join Matt in AEW. It's kind of like an old school wrestling philosophy, Nate. Make them pay to see it instead of making them see it for free. Exactly. But, and, and believe me, Jeff will be worth every dime that Tony pays him. Do you think it's inevitable that Jeff goes there? I don't think Jeff has to do anything. I think Jeff's pretty cool financially. But I think that Jeff loves wrestling. I mean, it's hard not to do what... You know the, what God meant for us to do. That's the, that's the hardest part for me. I'm always missing, always thinking. All these years later, the Hardys still have major value as a tag team, don't they? Yes, absolutely. So, so AEW would be well served. That'd be a big move. Yes, in my opinion, anywhere Jeff Hardy goes is a big name. Anywhere Matt goes, they're the Hardy Boys. Come on. No, I mean we've talked about it. You can make the argument they're the best tag team ever. And, and been on top for how many years? 20 years? And still not that old. I mean, they, they started out relatively young. I remember yeah. when they were enhancement guys on WWE TV. Yeah. No, they're tremendous. Now, it begs the question, Nate, and I talk about this all the time. What? It begs the question, is there enough TV time to go around on AEW? On this week's Impact, they have a battle royal with 12 tag teams. And, I mean, I get it, but isn't that just designed to get a lot of guys on TV? It's still 15 pounds of sugar for a 10-pound bag. You know how I feel about it. I don't think you can put that many people in the ring and get anybody over. You know, one thing we never talked about. Remember, it, I don't know if you saw much of this. Remember when Matt Hardy, and the Hardys were both there, actually, when Matt did his broken gimmick in Impact? He did the crazy guy. Did you yes. see much of that? What did you think of that? I, I didn't like it at first, and then it became great to me. Well, it, it, Matt's a very innovative guy and very talented. I mean, Jesus, I'm happy for him. You know, once again, it's he's an example of a guy that stepped outside of what people wanted to see and proved, and proved everybody wrong. Ultimately, you wanted to see it. Everybody's got, everybody's, everybody's got talent has got a place in this business. And if you're, if, you're, if you're in the wrestling business, you have talent. It's just a matter of how much and how you get an opportunity to get the exposure. 
and how you make the opportunity and take the opportunity as well. Exactly. And what and when it comes, be ready. Don't take a day off. Don't think it come in and eat late at five o'clock and all of a sudden find out at seven you gotta work. Just go to work and follow everything like you're gonna go to work at you're gonna be on the first hour at eight o'clock. Don't change the routine just because you hear you're off at three o'clock. Now, uh, I also want to mention that the NWA belt changed hands. Matt Cardona, who used to be Zack Ryder in, in WWE, uh, Cardona be Trevor Murdoch. How much does the NWA belt still mean? I know they're trying to do more with that promotion. Well, to me, it means everything. I'm still trying to get mine back. <laughs> that I sold to <laughs> WWE. <laughs> so it must mean something to somebody. <laughs> I haven't had any luck getting it back. And I want to pay for it. I'm not asking to give it back. So it must mean something to somebody because they won't do it. What's your take on Matt Cardona? Uh, he's kind of the king of the indies right now. I think he's done a, a pretty good job of making the most of his opportunities. Yeah, I like him a lot. And he's, and he's a real good hand. Now, the next feud for that title is Cardona against Nick Aldis, the former champ. Uh, he's huh. one of those guys I think deserves better, Nate. How do you rate Nick Aldis? Uh, I think he's very good. I'm not sure why he's not with WWE right now. I, I I spent some time with him, of course, and I know Mickey real well. I've never asked. It's probably something we don't know about. I don't know. Well, or maybe it's that there are just so many guys out there, and like we spoke about a moment ago, so little TV time. Exactly. You know, you just can't keep adding more and more and more and more. At some point, yeah. it's diminishing returns. Well, he's making a nice living. Yes. With uh, NWA, so, and he probably is very happy with that. Now, Nate, here, here's, here's a weird story that broke uh, recently. AEW signed a 16-year-old wrestler, Nick Wayne. He's a third-generation wrestler. He's the son of Buddy Wayne and the grandson of Moondog Moretti. He, he's from the state of Washington. The kid's promising. I've seen him on YouTube. Solid worker. But how young is too young to be involved with this? Well, it's my understanding he's not going to wrestle until he's 18. Well, right, but he's still working indies. He's still working, you know, in Washington. I, I mean... A 16-year-old kid working, wrestling, being backstage, being on the road. I mean, I don't know exactly how deep his involvement is yet, but it, it makes me kind of flinch. Well, you can only hope that people are being respectful and uh, not showing them the, the errors of of our ways. Not just me, but, you know, I, I could tell you in five minutes if I met him, maybe I'll have that, the pleasure of meeting him someday, but... You just have to hope that the people are not taking advantage of them and not uh, and just showing them the good side of the business and uh, and having a good time and it does not hurt him at all because if he's wrestling at sixteen, he's just building that resume of wrestling different characters, different kinds of people. So I'm not against it, but you just have to hope that the people that are managing, whether they be his parents or whoever. I would assume his parents are monitoring what he does and especially who he hangs out with. Now, for a kid that age, is it good to go all in with wrestling at that age like Sammy Guevara did and this kid's doing, or would it be better to play other sports and and become a more well-rounded athlete like your daughter did? Well, my opinion would be, be better to do more sports. I, I'll, never, I'll never back up on that. So, like, Ashley could have done anything. She chose volleyball. But um, 
she could have you know, name it. There's no sense bragging about her anymore. She doesn't like me to do it, but she could have done anything. Well, then and I'll I, do it. I, I mean, she was a gymnast, volleyball, basketball, you name it, she did it. And I can't help but wonder if all those different styles of athleticism prepared her better for wrestling than actually wrestling at that age would have. It, it's, it's an argument either way. See, Sasha and Becky started, I don't know what, what, what age, but they both started very young too. Um, and Sasha, I mean, the day Sasha signed her contract, Sasha was really good. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, I mean, I mean, there's more than one way to skin a cat, but this all goes back, and I'm no father, so I'm unqualified to talk about this, but if it were my 16-year-old kid backstage at wrestling, I'd have my concerns, knowing what I do and having seen what I've seen. Yeah, but you've seen a lot of the wrong kind. <laughs> no, no, that that's true. That's true. And it and it is different now by all accounts, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it's much more it's much more it's a much more controlled environment. <laughs> yeah, what if it would have been a 16-year-old kid in the dressing room at Crockett in 74? How would you have felt about that? I would have had I would have actually had to ask him to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I would have escorted him to the door. <laughs> and then you look at other guys like Lesnar and Angle and Goldberg. A lot of the football players, too. If they go into wrestling before their careers in other sports, they're not nearly the stars they are either. Exactly. But that's, that's well, you, you can only throw a couple of people in that. If you, if you look at uh, Charlotte, Brock, and uh, Kurt, I can't think of anybody else that did all that. As an amateur, uh, Ashley was never a gold medal winner, of course, nor was she an NCAA champion. But it's not to think it's not that she couldn't have been if she, you know. I mean, it, it, the point is, I think it's better to have a, a, a well-rounded athletic background. Yes. What was Ashley's best sport as a young girl? I mean, she went into volleyball, played Division One at Appalachian. But what do you think was her best sport? Well, she never she never played volleyball until the ninth grade, so. In, 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 in four years, she took two seconds. Four years, they took two seconds and won two state titles. So volleyball, and she was player of the year, I think, what, one or two years um, in the state. But she never started out until she was in the ninth grade because I had her doing everything else. She, she, she didn't like basketball, but I made her try it. She didn't like, um, well, hell. I'll give you an example of what Ashley showed. So she, she, um, her high school team was in the state meet, and their diver got hurt. And so Ashley competed in the, uh, one week's practice in the diving, and she won. What in like diving like in a pool? Yeah, like a she practiced for one week and she won. won. Yeah, because because of her gymnastics background. That's incredible. Whose idea was it for her to compete? The coach came and asked her. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. See, I look at her, and, and you say she didn't like basketball. I, I could see her playing in the WNBA right now if she wanted. Yeah, but she would have anything to do with it. She didn't like it. She she was, you know, she was Dennis Rodman. She could rebound. And she just didn't, you know, it, she didn't want to practice shooting. That. You know what she did? When she was so mad at me at Senator's basketball camp. And at the end of the, uh, <laughs> they asked all the kids to do perform something in front of all the parents on the day they graduate, right? 
So <laughs> she walked on her hands from one end of the gym floor to the other <laughs> and looked at me. And then she did a floor routine across the gym board, looked at me again, like, I hate you for bringing me here. <laughs> but needless to say, none of the other kids could do it. So she, she won again. It's like one time I was watching her run the mile. And I was so into asking, you know, I was like stalking her and I was hiding in the, uh, I was hiding, in the, not hiding, I was behind the baseball stands when she was running on the track with all the, and as a freshman, she she was slowing down because she didn't want to outrun all the seniors. I, I was out of my mind. I say, don't tell me what to do. I'll run as fast as I want to run. <laughs> oh, I've got it. We've we've engaged in several major arguments about that. Oh, years. gee, no kidding. <laughs> I never would have figured you two argued at all. Hey, well, you want to you don't have her go to the gym two hours a day every day of her life with a personal trainer, not want her to do what she can do just to get along with the girls. God, come on. Give you a break. <laughs> Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Time to tell you about something I'm super passionate about protecting your family. Yes, this is a life insurance ad for goliathlife.com. But to me, this is really about peace of mind. Think about insurance for a second. We all get medical and auto insurance, yet we never even know if we're going to have a need for it. Let me let you in on a little secret. You need life insurance. We're all going to die. Now, as you let that reality sink in, think about what would happen if your family stopped having your income tomorrow. If you don't have a plan for that, you need to visit goliathlife.com. And I mean right now. And just personally, I've lost two friends in their 40s this past year and a half, and I don't even want to think about what their families would be going through had they not had life insurance. If you don't have it, get it. Protect your family. And I suggest you go to goliathlife.com because they've made the process of getting affordable life insurance super easy. Goliath Life streamlines the life insurance process by allowing you to get quotes for more than 20 carriers within minutes. And you'll pick your terms and payments to fit your budget. You pick your price, you start the online application immediately, and even schedule the medical exam to come to you. And I've done it. They sent someone to my office. I skipped the phone calls, the paperwork, and the crazy invasive conversations. Goliath Life makes buying life insurance simple. There's no hidden fees, no upsells, no hassle, hell, not even a phone call. Goliath life is life insurance in your hands on your time. Get multiple quick quotes right now from the comfort of your own home and begin your application in a few easy clicks right now at goliathlife.com. Now, Nate, before we wrap up, uh, we talked about, uh, your book, uh, a couple podcasts ago. I want to look back now at your 30 for 30 from ESPN in 2017, which you referenced a bit earlier in this podcast, that was extremely candid. Once again, you were hundred percent honest. Yes. How do you look back at that? What do you think of it now? 
Well, I have people tell me every day they think it's the greatest thing they ever saw. Um, there's two ways that Rory had had an opportunity to produce it. Either with me ending being down and never making a comeback, which I was down, but I made, I've made the comeback, or to show me come back up. And he elected to produce, he elected, which they're allowed to do. Um, you don't, once you sign away, you, you don't have um, any opportunity to change it around. So, um, I, I, you know, I mean, if, if people tell me they love it, I mean, so I, 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 I can't say it was wrong. I mean, some, I, I, I must hear about my 30 for 30 at least God, maybe five or six times a week, especially when I'm flying. People on airplanes come up and say, I've got a sire 30 for 30. That was great. Uh, so whatever, I think it was like, you know, in their top 10 or 15 rank of all time. Nate, so, I think it's the, the best 30 for 30. Uh, and I'm not just saying that to pump your tires, but a lot of stars won't address their flaws. They just refuse to do that. And it makes for boring TV. I think you were very honest and forthright. And uh, I think it's what made the 30 for 30 as good as it was. Well, thank you. Uh, I I was honest, but there's you know, nothing to lie about, right? And the people around it made me, um, you know, there's always going to be someone that's going to take a shot at you or imply that, you know, which we won't discuss that. You know what I'm talking about. But, um, you know, if, if the majority of the people think it was good and, uh, and we're bring time about 30 for 30, guess who's coming to town to see me tomorrow? Go ahead. Lance Armstrong. Oh, man. My hero. You guys are the kings of 30 for 30. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, but uh, he's coming to town tomorrow and spend a day with him, do his podcast, take him out in the boat, and uh, he told me he'd be glad to do our podcast anytime. So that would be fair. I'd be honored. Yeah. I'd and be then honored. I, and then I'm doing Marty Smith's podcast, too. Oh, from ESPN. Yeah. He's a good old boy. Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, Nate, we haven't talked since the Super Bowl. And it went, I, I got to tell you, I was shocked. What, when the, what, 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 I was shocked what? when the, I was shocked when the team you picked won. That's all I got to say. Well, I, I don't pick, I've ever picked the wrong one. Yes, all I the went. time. <laughs> Finally, the niche boy. Is it now? What? It was a it was a great game, wasn't it? God, it was phenomenal. Joe Burrow is a man. God, I love that kid. He'll be back. Of He'll course back. he will. Of course he will. Although you hope, you hope because Dan Marino never was. Yeah, but I actually believe that for the first time that maybe Mike Brown sees the errors of his ways and will really start spending some money on talent. Well, you know, they have huge cap space to work with this offseason. I know. They all they all they need is like is is like two good offensive linemen. Yep. If they get that, they'll be a force to be reckoned with for years to come. And they got to keep that number thirty. They're going to franchise tag him, the defensive back. Oh right, name? right. Yeah, I forget his name too. But yeah, he's yeah. he's awesome. And yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one. My here's my one complaint, Nate. One complaint. I thought Aaron Donald should have been MVP. No knock on Cooper Cup. He was great. I thought Aaron Donald was the man. Please, he is the man. Come on. I texted Aaron, you should be, I said, I texted him, I said, brother, you're Lawrence Taylor all day long. And that's, no, about, that's about as high a compliment as I can pay him. I can go one higher. He's Mean Joe Green. Yeah, but Mean Joe Green wasn't Lawrence Taylor. 
Well, when we're talking about interior linemen, he was. Not when we're talking about sacks. Aaron Donald's more than sacks, Nate. So was me and Joe Green. So was Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, I know, but I'm talking about the fact that he gets double teamed every game. Every game. He never gets off the double team. Well, I think the tiebreaker yeah, should probably when you, be... When you had me and Joe Green, you look at the rest of your team. That team, you had... Look at the linebackers you had. My God. They, they don't, the LA doesn't have all that. They yeah, no, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm Just for me... Listen, quit Aaron, give me your Pittsburgh Steeler bullshit. Hey, I, I'm glad Aaron Donald won one ring. He's from seven. Pittsburgh. Give him his due. I always do. He's been on my show. Well, good. By the way, when you talk to him, he's a great ping pong player. Bring that up. Ask him who his favorite rap star is. Me. Who is it? You. <laughs> for, for, for what it's worth, nature, my favorite rap star as well. <laughs> what did you think of the halftime show? God, it was great. Snoop. My God. Snoop was absolutely fabulous. I love you know, it. You're pretty cool for an old guy. Anybody ever tell you that? I'm damn cool. <laughs> Nate, great stuff as always. Woo! We've done it again. Nature Boy Ric Flair, Mark Madden, Woo Nation Uncensored. Thanks to everyone for listening, and we'll do it again next week. Tell them, Nate. Woo! Loved it.